this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. Outdoors in partnership with Warriors Quest is brought to you by Martin Archery, the number one archery company. Martin Archery combines leading edge modern technology with innovative design to give serious bow hunters and target archers what they demand. Axis Camera Arms for a camera arm that offers a smooth, full range of motion without restriction, lightweight, easy to pack, the name speaks for itself the Axis Revolution. Conquest Sense for more than 15 years, Conquest Sense has been selling premium hunting sense to hunters around the country. Bojax Inc., the best designed archery dampening system. Simmons Optics, everything you need, nothing you don't. Ozonics, undetectable, undeniable. Dry shod waterproof footwear, the most wearable rubber boot. Veteran innovative products, VIP broadheads. The first and only scalpel sharp broadhead with dual spring variable cutting width suspension for superior penetration. Elevated safety systems. Rancho Rio Lindo in Uvalde, Texas. Piney Woods Hunting Lodge in Eufaula, Alabama. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. The last few episodes have found us by the campfire. Except it's been that kind of weather. Well, the last few episodes we've been, we've been in Georgia for a couple of the last few, and that's where we've been by the fire more than it's anywhere else. It's just not in Georgia if you don't have a fire. I mean, it could be 80 degrees at night. You still got to have a fire in Georgia. Yeah. But tonight, we aren't hunting. We're not hunting in the morning. It's one of the saddest times of year. I'd say the second saddest time yeah. of the season because it's the split. Could be deer hunting though, but... You're getting ready to head to Texas. Yeah. So I'm trying to save. <laughs> Saving money. Just so I can spend it. Yeah. <laughs> Headed to Texas to go shoot some sandhill cranes. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a blast. You need to come get the shotgun from me. Yeah, I gotta go get. Uh, I gotta get with Matt and get his GoPro. Not, uh, not our Matt Harbin. Different Matt. Yeah, Lawrence. So this is the State of the Union address for the podcast. This is the last podcast we'll record for 2020 over the next. Uh, four weeks to finish out uh, and get us through Christmas and New Year's. You guys are going to hear each of the each of us here, myself, Will, uh, Jordan, Briar, and Matt. We all chose our favorite episode uh, from the 40-plus episodes we've recorded. And we're going to run it back to you guys one more time. 
don't feel like we've done 40. We've done close to 50. I know, jeez. There's what still a week so much for a more year. to cover. Yeah. And uh, we have really picked up some steam as far as everything goes. And uh, it's going to be exciting. You know, I know that we aren't publishing brand new episodes um, for the rest of the year after this one. But uh, you guys don't don't mistake that for us not recording brand new episodes because we've got some good ones coming up we're going to try and hit so we can <clears throat> push those out to you guys right there at the beginning of the year uh, but when we come back you'll get another episode a lot like this one hopefully we can get everybody there Matt just got married today yeah. so now he's broke They were already living together. He was already broke before, <laughs> before he got married. We got a lot of exciting things coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun. Next year's got a lot in store for us. Uh, we're working yeah, on hats. That'll be the first thing to come up you guys will be able to get a hold of. We're going to have a very limited quantity of those. <coughs> So I get one, uh, hopefully this week. Hopefully. If <laughs> not, you ain't going to have one for the Texas know. hunt. But uh, we have a very limited quantity, though, so if you guys want them, let us know. You know what colors we're getting? No, absolutely not. I told him just to kind of mix it all up and just a, a variety of colors. I assume they're all going to be kind of outdoors as colors. He's a, he's been making hats for so long. All the hats he he makes are real nice. I like all of his hats. Good Richardson hats. Yeah. And the guy that's making them is uh, Swamp Stalker. So I. Swamp Stalker Hat Company. Yeah, Swamp Stalker Hat Company. Uh. So a lot of his hats, I I trust his judgment with. It. A lot of his hats are real good. Yeah. Definitely. I own one of his hats. I. I love it. It's yeah, I own, a, I own a couple. So, those will come up after the first year. Once we get them in, we'll take pictures of the, the various styles with the number of hats we've got. We'll put them up on our Facebook page, and you guys will be able to uh, purchase them from there. Uh, I would love to give them all away for free, but we are all going in quite heavily on these hats. So... We gotta at least make yeah. our money back. Yeah, and if you uh, if y'all like them now, let's we'll buy them so we can buy some more and get some more back out there. That's exactly what we're gonna do too. Take all the money we make off those hats, turn around and buy more hats. So, and you know the the purpose of doing that stuff and and us making some money off of it is it, as much as we like doing this uh, for free. We do incur costs uh, to produce this content, be it boat gas, truck gas. Uh, yeah, we just had a podcast equipment, which is not cheap. <laughs> so, neither is the boat repair. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
but so we're not trying to make you pay for it we're just trying to help offset some of our costs uh, mainly because I get in trouble when I spend too much of my own nine to five money <laughs> I get on to myself when I spend too much of it it happens I no we, we actually went we ran into a guy today at the ramp had a little tiny John boat and he was talking about asking about birds and whatnot I said hey man find us on Facebook yeah I told him who we were I don't know if he will or not. He's from Colorado. He's like, doesn't seem like people are real big into bird hunting down here. I said, find us on Facebook. We'll get you out there. You ain't met the right people. Yeah, send us a message. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, I will. I will. Out hey, he's losing out of he, yeah, huh? Out there in a John boat, huh? Yeah, My a kind John of man. boat with like an old, old, old Johnson on it. My kind of man. Yeah. But, uh,. He's missing out if he don't, because I threw out the offer to him to get him out there. Yeah. And we've taken several people out this year. I mean, here in the next couple of weeks, we're taking a guy duck hunting. Yeah. So we were trying to scout for this morning. I really need to go out again tomorrow morning. And then, uh, but I'm missing a plug, so. You need a plug, go steal a plug out of my boat. Yeah. Ain't like it's going anywhere. Might as well. I mean, <clears throat> I got one of those little T-handle plugs in my boat. So, that's what's sitting in the back of it right now. Grab a plug and go. Don't let the lack of a plug stop you. Yeah, well, I wanted to go out tomorrow morning to scout some of the spots that we found. Yeah. One particular spot. The one where that little alligator was. Yeah. Well, I really, I really want to go back to that far back hole and see what's coming out of there. But I really, I'm trying to get that guy <laughs> trade motors with me because today I'm riding around and I'm thinking, I need a quieter motor. Like, awful. <coughs> Your motor is pretty dang loud. But, <clears throat> could you not put a different exhaust on your motor to quiet it down a bit? I mean, you could. A little bit. Yeah. But you can't, it's got so much done to it that it has to have a performance exhaust on it. Yeah. And that's good. You talk about we touched briefly. I'm, I'm gonna give you a little sneak peek at what's to come. You've seen us work on the mud boats. You've seen us cuss the mud boats. You've heard us talk about all the crap that's done to Jordan's mud boat. And we're gonna go talk to a man who is a mud boat legend. Yeah, <laughs> extremely familiar. With what makes those mud boats go fast. Or how to make those mud boats go fast. How to make them go fast. Golly, how to do whatever you want to do with them. <laughs> Except make them fly. Yeah. But that's one we're going to try and hit up here in the next couple of weeks. You hear the wild, uh, the wild Umatillans. Getting down. Jordan's neighbors yelling. 
It's Probably nice can't hear him over this fire. Popping like crazy. But, uh... We're also going to try to get together. We're going to... We're going to build some wood duck boxes and get them put out. Yep. Try and get some people involved with that. It's going to happen. I even tossed around the idea a few times in my own head of, of pulling... Putting out an open invite to those people on some of those bird watching groups. Yeah. I'm just curious how many would show up to make a difference. I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't see why not, because genuinely it helps them too. It helps the population. Right. It's not about, we don't go out and put wood duck boxes out to so that we can go shoot those ducks. We go put wood duck boxes out because it helps them repopulate. I'm definitely, a place to nest. I'm definitely keeping a wood duck box for myself, though. Oh, absolutely. And I'm branding it. For a mount. Yeah. We use it for a mount. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to brand it. Put our logo on there. We just got to iron out a few more kinks and see if we can't get as far as supplies. Try and get some kids involved building some wood duck boxes, placing wood duck boxes all across our area out here. Uh, one thing we do got to keep in mind though is that we kind of got to have some control over where they're placed. Because we got to be able to. So we can maintain them. Yeah. Because I don't just want to put them out and let them go by the wayside. I want to keep up with them. Or if you want to place one, I want to be able to check in with you and make sure you're maintaining it. Yeah. Because they're not going to nest in it. You know, you don't just go stick it out there and they nest in it for however long it lasts. So, wood duck boxes are cool <clears throat> because you put a wood duck box out. Wood ducks are one of the few ducks uh, that will actually nest in a box like that. But a wood duck that was born in a nesting box is more likely to seek out a nesting box than it is to seek out a natural tree. Yeah. But a wood duck that was born in a tree is more likely to first attempt to seek out a tree. So if you put out 10 wood duck boxes the first year, you may only have two of them get used. But if they're all within a proximity to each other, yeah. the next they say, year... They you say may they have, shouldn't be within 100 yards or sight of each other. Right. But what I mean, you're, you're in the same... They're on the same lake, the same patch of timber, two different yeah. sides. But the first year, two get used. That brood gets raised, that hen comes back. One of those hens out of that brood comes back because they come back to where they were born to lay their eggs. And she searches out a box. And so on and so forth until four or five years later, now all ten of your boxes are getting used and you need to place more boxes. Yeah. Because those hens that are being born out of those clutches are coming back to search for wood duck boxes not necessarily holes in trees and in reality i don't see a lot of boxes around here do you no i saw one today yeah did you yeah that's a good place to put up some boxes the other place we talked about going it was actually where my plug came out that's where i saw the box was it yeah but it's it's the same general like geographic layout. But 
<clears throat> the other lake we talked about going and hunting. It's not a bad spot to put up some boxes. No. Do you know the legalities behind just placing wood duck boxes out like that? I don't. I'm looking at getting a hold of FWC. I'm going to find, make sure we don't have any. If we need permits, I'm going to get the permits, make sure we have all that taken care of, especially if we're going to put our name on them. We're going to make sure we're legal. And as we said in the past, man, if you've got a question, ask the man himself. Get a hold of the game yeah, warden. We just did that don't, today. Yeah, don't ask Facebook because uh, it's a Facebook is is a bad place to get legal advice either to try and find a lawyer, you know, because it's a bad place to get legal advice. Ask it from the man. Because you're going to get 10 different answers. And people don't necessarily care about your well-being. Yeah, and they're not the ones that are going to be writing you the ticket or enforcing that law. Right. Because there is such thing as officer discretion. I would love to get FWC involved with the wood duck boxes. Especially if we can get a lot of kids out there to build boxes. Yeah. It'd be cool if we could get a biologist on board with us that day to talk about wood ducks and maybe a, just a, an officer there to have their truck for the kids to see. Because that's really what those boxes are about and doing that as an event is to get some kids involved. I know my son would love the crap out of building wood duck boxes and sticking them out there for them oh, to nest yeah. in. And I know a lot of little kids would and it's a great thing for... Uh, Another thing along with building boxes too is if we got people that got the kind of boats that can get them out there. We need that. Yeah, absolutely. Because we can build as many as we want, but we got to place them. Me and Briar and Matt. Placing them three quarters of the battle. Yeah. Getting them actually in the ground. Some of the places me and Briar ran today, I said. I can see why that guy was saying that some people need some thick bottom boats in Lake County. <laughs> Stumpy out there? Oh, dude, just stump field. Yeah. But it's good, though. I really wanted to go further into where I was, but I didn't. My boat's so loud. I don't, I don't want to jump birds. I can see on Onyx where there's looks to be better area further in, but I don't want to ride back in there and jump birds. So we've been at this a year now. <clears throat> and I think we finally found our direction in, in what we're going to do to keep keep going with this podcast. And it really is what it has been from the start but it's now more clearly defined. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we started out, we, we said we wanted to bolster the confidence of the new hunter to get outdoors on a budget because it doesn't take a six-figure salary to, to hunt, fish, enjoy the great outdoors. And we're all a testament to that. There's four of us here, not a college education. Well, yeah, you kind of went to college, didn't you? I got a not college a college degree. degree yeah. between I got a college four... education. I just don't have a college degree. <laughs> not a college degree between the four of us. You know, 
Um, but our purpose, I think, what we're what we're pushing for and is going to headline it from here on out is going to be R3, which is the model for for hunter recruitment, recruit, retain, reactivate, and uh, so that's what we're we're really striving towards. We're going to be putting on, trying to get with some events, getting together with backcountry hunters and anglers, and we'll be getting together with anybody who will have us around. I know we had talked about <clears throat> with the BHA guys, go do their story night after the first of the year. Uh, and, I mean, I, I, from my experience with BHA, I've really loved the community we've been a part of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, them. I'm looking forward to getting to spend three days with these guys in Texas it's been a lot of fun for sure uh, and that all started with a podcast yeah getting those guys on the podcast with us and we need to really get back and once we got the good mics set up and all that we can get back and do it again because the first time the audio quality was subpar yeah uh, and I love the episode. I love being a part of it, but I won't replay it because of how bad the audio quality was. And we, that's one thing we've really struggled with this year is audio quality. Um, we're refining that, but again, refining that audio quality takes money. Yeah. Good microphones aren't cheap, and good microphones require a soundboard, yeah. and soundboards really aren't cheap. We're looking at starting to do some video in two, and that's... Like, I'm going to have to get some programming on my computer to get all that. The live videos have been killer, though. Yeah. The live video, i tell you right now, if you've been tuning in the live videos, they have already inspired a t-shirt. There's going to be a t-shirt. And... I wish... I, I took some videos today, today that we might could put on the page. I don't want to give... I only thought about not putting them up because I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> we got to keep our what? secrets, secrets. Yeah, I really Listen, wish this ain't we, we're not Victoria. Okay, Winter Pressure Outdoors. Our secrets are staying secrets. Yeah, I wish. Uh, I wish I would have had. I had my phone facing forward when I was running. I was videoing that trail when I was running when I sprayed briar. <laughs> but I wish I would have had it facing backwards because you would have got me like sliding up onto the bank and then my motor popping up and just, I mean, water jet straight to Briar. <laughs> How far back was it when you hit him with it? Maybe. He'd be, I, it'd probably be pushing if I said 10 foot. Oh, man. So he was right on top of you. Yeah, yeah. But I really, I mean, this duck season has been pretty good. But with the crew we've got now and the direction we're headed in, <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to what next hunting season has in store for us. I'm hoping with our plans in place, we can open up a few more honey holes. Yeah. Uh, that will allow us to take better manage too. yeah yeah we can we can better manage it ourselves and we can take people too because it's one thing to 
I mean, it's not a bad thing to take a new guy out, new person out to hunt, and say, "Hey, man, <laughs> that's hunting," because we yeah. didn't see anything. But I want to. But there's no better way, especially in a duck hunt, to light the fire in somebody to get back out there and do it again and again and again and yeah. again than a like halfway successful morning. Whether they miss or not, at least I say you don't even birds. have to. You don't even have to shoot. You don't even have to take a bird home. You just got to stand up and shoot a shotgun at one. Yeah. Got a lot of fire in you, son. I'm <clears> hoping <throat> we can do that. We'll get there one way or another. I think what another thing I'd really like to try and do over the summer. Well, we really need to work on it now, in early spring, is to secure a dove field. Yeah. I really wish I could just quit my job and uh, full-time scout. <laughs> right? <laughs> just be independently yeah. wealthy? Because, listen, I could I could put some people on a duck if I could just get up every morning and scout. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, because you go out and scout one day and you're like, oh, I saw ducks here. But then... I can't go, and then I find another spot, and I'm like, ooh, this looks way duckier. But I was over here in the morning, so I couldn't see this spot. I'm, I'm really, going to do that every time I hit someplace. I'm like, oh, man, I should have been over there. I'm really hoping we can get Todd on a deer, uh, which is looking like it's going to be New Year's Day weekend. Dude, i got to go scout for that, too. I won't be here. This upcoming weekend. I might go see what I can do tomorrow. I got a couple cameras in my truck. Yeah. Slip back in there and drop them. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to be able to get to them from there. I'm not worried about them anyway. They're pretty cheap. The ones I gave you? Yeah. I'll tell you, those Primos bulletproof 12 megapixel cameras. I bought them on Amazon for 40 bucks a piece, and they take some pretty dang good photos, and they're tiny. Uh, they're not easy to set up because you have to plug your SD card into your computer, into the camera, turn it on, let it format it, and then put it into the computer and then you set the date and time via the computer oh that kind of sucks yeah then you plug it back into the when you plug it into the the camera and installs what's called they call it a time tool then when you open up the s the, uh, open up the sd card in your computer you can open up that time tool folder set the date and time and when you put it back into the camera it works off of that but is that so, the little little square one? The little green ones? Little tiny green ones? Yeah. Yeah. That's one that sometimes shoots. No, the one that down. shoots upside down is the uh a bushnell. Oh. But it, and you can change its time on its face. Uh, but I've never had any problems with those cameras either. And they were only forty forty bucks, forty, forty five bucks. That's Bought them bad. at dicks. Normally I buy Moultries. They're like I think the Moultrie. If I, cause, man, 
unless I'm buying it for the hunting camp. If I'm buying a, a camera to just use out and about, I'm buying some something that's hundred dollars and less. I buy them cheaper than that. <laughs> I get on Amazon and I'm looking at reviews and I'm looking at price. You know, uh, what kills me though is is the when you have these cameras because Briar had a camera for a while. And I want to think it was a Moultrie, and I love that camera, because he got it for Christmas, and it had a thermometer in it, and it had a thermometer. Oh yeah, it gave you the temperature, time of day, moon phase, everything in that camera, and it worked great all the time. But it got Jeez. water in it. It rained, water got in the camera and ruined it, and I just feel like. That to me is unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely. For a trail camera, a camera that's designed to go outside. When I opened that camera, it had not been underwater. Had it been underwater, you'd heard about the historic flood in southeast Georgia because there'd have been houses washed away where that camera was sitting. You know. Uh. But it was full of water, like water dumped out of it. And it had a rubber seal, but evidently that joker did not work. Maybe it was just a one-time thing with that camera, though. I... Maybe it's not something that normally happens with that camera. Could be. And I told him to try and warranty it, but he's too lazy, so it didn't get warranty. just got thrown in the garbage. That's my thing, too, is I'm willing to spend more money on a product that's backed by a solid warranty because a good warranty can really make or break your experience with a company or a product man that's like people talking those uh rigid industry light bars they are expensive as can be i mean stupid expensive but I had a pair of their little pods for like six years right yeah and one of them I ran into like a palm tree or something and it hit on the front of my truck and it started to get condensation in it like a couple years after that and I sent them pictures of it and they were like send them in see what we can do like a week later, I got a brand spanking new set. Wow. Didn't even bother resealing it, just sent out a new set. That's awesome. And that's the type of stuff you know I'm talking about with a warranty. Yeah. yeah, you paid more for that, right? But those light bars lasted you how long? Six years. And they'd have kept going too. I could have resealed it myself, but. Six years, what'd you pay for them? Do you remember? 200 bucks. 200 bucks divided by six years you all right there bud trying to get a log in the fire position just right 200 bucks by six years i can't math so let me get my calculator i got a, only got a high school education education yeah 33 bucks a year yeah it's not bad no it's not I got a dang. And then when you think what, about what well, I can you, only assume is Amazon light bar on the front of my boat now, and it's 
already taken a dump. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's what I was going to say is you can buy a light bar for $33, but how many times a year are you going to have to replace it? Yeah. And that's, that. you know, like I've said in the past, uh, budget doesn't always mean buying the cheapest thing. It, it really boils down to the buy once, cry once mentality. Because there's some things you just shouldn't waste money on. If it's something you're counting on to get you to and from the woods, be it the maintenance on your motor or the shoes on your feet, you know, that stuff is going gonna, is gonna to come back to bite you in the butt. Absolutely. When it really counts. I have had, I had some hunting boots uh, that I wore exclusively hunting for two years. So they didn't get a lot of miles on them. To and from the tree stand, uh, some insulated boots, and I thought they were great. Like, These things were only 40 bucks. They're great boots until one day I was dragging a deer out on a two-mile drag, and 300 yards into that drag, the sole of my shoe just came completely off. <laughs> so now I'm trying to 550 cord the sole of my shoe back on so I'm not getting my foot stabbed by sticks and everything else because I'm just walking <laughs> on like, like an extra thick sock now yeah. on the bottom of my foot. Yeah. And my foot's all wet because they were waterproof, not without the bottom, they're not. Man. I'm going to walk through mud puddles, and I'll never buy another pair of those boots again. <clears throat> and I had actually, so I'll tell you, they were Rocky boots. And I had worn Rocky boots for work boots at that time because I was in the military. And I only bought one pair of those. I bought those Rockies because I had those Rocky hunting boots, and I liked them. I thought I liked them so much. And then I bought their work boots, and those things, went, they didn't last nothing. I tell you what. That was putting real miles on them. I know we got, like, other people, and I, I would love to try their boots that we talk about in, in the beginning of the podcast. But I currently wear lacrosse yes. boots. And I have owned my lacrosse boots for probably, jeez. Dude, we had just started hunting at the Shellman camp when I bought them. Yeah. So I've I've owned my lacrosse boots for I would say I was still in high school, so I'd say probably close to eight years, eight or probably close to eight years. And they still hold, they don't leak. They're still extremely comfortable. I mean, I. I don't have it. The sole does. The sole's not coming off of them. I love them. I don't have a thing to. I don't have a single complaint about those lacrosse boots. That's another thing to bring up is that you're liable to see a whole brand new podcast intro come the first podcast yeah. of season two. Uh, because we have been doing some advertisement through partnership. Yeah, I uh, really would, and I know the other boots we talk about are dry shod. I have tried dry shots on, and they, I I would come, 
at this point putting on i don't remember what my lacrosse boots were like putting them on brand new but putting on the dry shots compared to putting on my lacrosse boots i would say brand new the, the dry shots are more comfortable than the lacrosse they are an extremely comfortable boot but i just i like to give them a shot yeah i don't suffice buying a new pair when my lacrosse are still doing great right still kicking. oh yeah no i understand that completely I mean, I wear a pair of Irish Setter uh, snake boots that I've had for four years now. That's the thing. My lacrosse boots are a snake boot and a rubber boot all in one. All in one. I saw a waiter company. Dryshod, Dryshod makes a pair like that. I'm trying to think of the waiter company. There was a waiter company that makes a... Snake-proof waiters? No, huh. they make a custom waiter to you. Every set is is custom, huh? Right, and they're they're uh, breathable waiters, but you pick the boot. Like if you wanted your dry sh or your uh, you wanted some dry shod snake proof boots on the bottom of your boot put waiters. You say these are the boots I want, and they attach. Dang breathable waiters to the top of them. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't just, extremely expensive. I'm just not 100% sure how I feel about that. Why? I don't know. I, I trust a waiter boot to be a waiter boot, but I don't know that I trust a snake boot to be a waiter boot. I can understand that. You know what I mean? I, so what I, and I, what, where I saw that being a, a big advantage, um, uh, the guys were talking about attaching snake boots to hip waders. Yeah. Which is, I mean... Which makes more sense than doing it as a traditional duck wader. Yeah, but even to a hip... The amount of places you go in hip waders where you're not... Well, you know I'm not going to go more than knee deep. And the amount of places... Yeah, but so listen. You make this Hear into me out. a... Hear me out, Okay, though. go ahead. Go ahead. How high does your snake boot go? Uh, maybe, maybe to the four bottom of your knee. Under my, four inches under my knee. Yeah. If it's a tall boot. Yeah. You know. If you are in hip waders. Uh huh. Right, and you're in knee deep water. Where is a water snake going to be? Well, I understand that, but here's <laughs> here's what I'm going to say. Here's here here was my thing. You you put it into that that graph, right? You had little. I can't remember what it's called. It's been too long since I've been in high school. But the overlapping circles. Yeah. Right. And then you put places where poisonous snakes exist in large numbers in the southeast. All right. And then places where I'm only going to need a hip waiter. And the point where those meet is a very, very large area. Yeah. Yeah. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? It's not so much when you're up to your knees, up past your knees in the water. It's when you're standing not up past your knees. Yeah. Or you're walking to and from that area. That would be nice to have that that snake root protection. Listen, if we could invent a, just a full snake proof waiter, I think we could just quit our jobs and actually scout twenty four seven. I feel like you'd be in a you, yeah, but you'd feel like you're walking around in a in a uh, full body cast or a half body cast. It'd be so dang stiff. I don't know. I mean, what constitutes snake proof? 
the teeth don't get through it. So can you not invent some kind of material that don't have to be super thick that a tooth can't go through? That's a sharp tooth. I'm just saying. But, you I mean, sure. Listen, cars but, uh, run but, on electricity. You could just about run a car on a cow fart nowadays. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now listen, you've only got half the metric there, though, because it has to also be waterproof. Yeah. And I mean, at the same time, if we're going to make... tell me. Here's the thing. If we're going to make snake-proof snake proof waders that are waterproof, they also can't be super freaking hot because once you get to the point that you would want insulated waders, you don't necessarily need snake-proof stuff anymore because it's so dang cold. Yeah. It's like that gator I came on today. There's a, just, there's a million dollar idea in there somewhere. The question would be is, can we get Shark Tank to buy it? And I don't think we will. Listen, I think I could sell that Mark guy on if I could invent him. Uh, you think so? Absolutely. I'd have to see. I just there's a market for them. But you know that gator, man, that that gator scared the crap out of me today. It was so tiny. But it's just the the fact of catching a gator out of the corner of your eye I was walking up in a spot uh I had to park my boat and kind of walk to a woods line. And once I got through the woods line, I kind of walked out into the lake a little bit to see, kind of try and figure out my layout of the lake so I knew where I was going to want to sit. And uh, I got about four steps out into the lake. And I wouldn't say I screamed like a girl, but it you was not. You screamed like a grown man? Scream! It was not the most grown manly scream ever. <laughs> Because the only thing I caught out of the corner of my eye was the like the little ridges going down its back. Scoots? Yeah. And uh, he was probably about six inches away from my leg at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and I did tell I did tell him afterwards, after I got away from him, that uh, he almost got curb stomped. <laughs> luckily like as i was yelling at him i realized it was only like two foot and i calmed down real quick and i'm like oh geez i mean worst he was gonna do is put a hole in my waders and scratch my leg well now i mean you know we just had that video service up been all over facebook out there in emerald marsh and people are just so surprised that there's monster gators out there yeah well they don't let you hunt out there or they don't let you gator hunt out there man <clears throat> And then monster ducks, or that monster gator eating them ducks. I mean, listen, that's nothing new to me to hunt the marks and have ducks stolen. I don't think that gator was 13 feet. Oh, no. A solid 10. Publicity wise, though, sounds great that it was yeah. a 13 foot gator. He was, he'd, he'd have been every bit of 13 feet if he was on, uh, was that Swamp People on History Channel? Mm -hmm. 
13 feet. He'd have been 13 feet, 1,200 pounds. 1,200 pounds. Yeah. It's like that video of that guy. I saw a meme the other day. That guy that wrestled that gator to get his dog. Yeah. It said something about uh, the rest of the world. Oh, my gosh. Or it had, like, the title, and it said the rest of the world's like, oh, my gosh, and it said Floridians. It was only four foot. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. It's the now. truth, though. Yeah. It's the truth. That's the first thing I thought when the guy pulled the gator. So the first They're thing like, I thought. gator. I'm like, ooh, yeah. The first thing I thought when I saw the guy getting the dog out of the gator's mouth was, one, I hope the dog's okay. Two, that's why you don't let your dogs go near the water because that's how most people get attacked by alligators. Yeah. If you're in an area you don't know very well, I don't, I don't want my dogs going down near the bank. That's how most people get bit because their dogs get bit on the leash and then they get drug in there or they try yeah. to get the dog and they get tore up. But, so, and then the third thought on that one was, oh, it's only four foot. Yeah. I mean, oh, like, that's a baby. you didn't really wrestle it. I'm like, and then I'm like, you know, I'm watching him pry his mouth and I'm like, man, that kind of hurts my fingers because they got some sharp little teeth on them. Yeah, the little, the little one's got like little needles. Yeah, little needle teeth. And I'm like, oh man, I'm thinking about, you know, like little puppy teeth. Yeah. Just puppy crap <laughs> yeah. out of you. But I'm sure he had to get some, some work done. And then uh, the infection. God. Yeah. He'd go to the doctor after that yeah, one. Yeah, they've sure. got some dirty mouths. I don't know, though. I'm going to say that he may have a pretty strong immune system considering that he held on to that cigar the whole entire time. <laughs> That's a bad son of a gun. I did notice that. <laughs> underwater and everything, never let go of his cigar. Was he all the way underwater at one point? Yes. Still okay. had the cigar in his mouth. Okay. The pup did run off. I did see that. So yeah. I imagine the pup's probably all right. But And that's one of the risks we run down here in Florida, running dogs. You know, yeah. out of the duck blind is, is alligators. Uh, but there are places where... There's no way I'd let a dog get in the water. The marsh? Never. It, yeah, where you see the video that gator taking yeah. those ducks. No I heard way. somebody was, I was talking to somebody the other day. They said a couple, might have been last year or, or uh, last weekend, they heard somebody yelling for their dog in the marsh. I was like, why would you ever? I mean, I, I don't know. I guess if you've come, if you're coming from, Far, because people come from far away to hunt the marsh. If you're coming from far away to hunt, and you don't know, but you would think that you would do some research into it and say, "Hey, should I take a dog?" Because anybody that's ever been to the marsh is going to tell you, absolutely not. We well, don't even need to research, man. You just look as you're driving out with the light, and you see all them dang glowing yeah. eyes. Just don't all run your dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Dog ain't going out. Because that place is absolutely slap full of gators. And it's that way because they don't let you gator hunt in there. And it's kind of the same way as, as going to uh, Lake Apopka. You can't gator hunt Lake Apopka for the same reasons you can't gator hunt out in the marsh. And it's because it used to be muck farm. And there's a lot of... Uh, chemical runoff in there and that's why it's been converted and they're trying to clean it up yeah ah that's a bunch of bull hockey to me because they let you duck hunt the marsh well the ducks are migratory yes but they, they don't let go. you duck hunt lake apopka 
the restoration area. Right. Yeah. Give it time. Yeah, I mean, you it's know what I'm because, saying? Well, and but then they're going to tell you, it's because of the wildlife drive. But I guarantee you, most people don't know it. On a Saturday morning, even if it's a duck hunt, you can get on your bicycle and you could dr ride your bike all through Immoral Marsh. You can't drive your car. I'd rather be inside of a car than on a bicycle and... Right, that's what I'm saying is, is that in that Lake Apopka, you, you can drive your car all through there. I think it gets a lot more traffic than Emerald yeah, Marsh does. I don't, the marsh, I don't think the marsh is, is uh, I don't want to say advertised, you know what I mean, it's not... Publicized. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's, that's one of those risky run, really running a dog anywhere down here. Yeah. Uh, and we've got spots where we wouldn't, even outside of the marsh. And then there's spots where... You just risk it. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> like, um, the other lake we spoke about going and scouting to take that guy out, you gator hunted out there, and how many gators did you see? There was a few. I'd still run a dog out there. Yeah, but th it's not like... It's not like if you ran some other lakes around here. Yeah. No, it's not like running Lake Apopka. I mean, I ran Lake Apopka one night and literally, I mean, I was just joyriding and I flipped the front light bar on and I could probably see 30 gators. Bill. But those lakes are, are full of gators. Whereas some others are not so much. And then you go out, you know, me and Ryer, me and Briar have run lake plenty of lakes north of here in the night, bow fishing, and never seen a gator. Yeah, I asked Briar today, I was looking in his boat, I was like, I grabbed his gig and I said, dude what I'm looking at it real close, and I'm like, where'd you get this from? It's yours. He's like, it came from your house. It was on a piece of conduit. And I'm like, yeah, I welded the gig head to the conduit. Where'd my conduit go? Well, Will wanted me to put it on this pole. Now, let me say this. That's not what I sent him there for. I have a gig that is not eight inches wide that is bolted onto a piece of conduit. That's what I told him to get. He, just he ended went up there. with my one that's welded onto the conduit because that's a, I mean, that one right there was made for a good sturdy fish. That joker's stout. Yeah. And it works really well on that broom handle too, though. Because it's not as heavy as holding a big old piece of conduit. Yeah. Let me tell you what, though. I gigged about a five-foot gar with that thing one time, and that joker took me. I'll say, since you took you for a ride, for didn't For a ride. It? <laughs> <laughs> now this gig is probably eight inches wide and each of your gigs are a solid eighth of an inch mm -hmm. diameter and there's probably six or seven of them yeah in a straight line i mean it's a hefty dang gig now and it was on 
like a 10-foot piece of conduit. That just gets a bit unruly at times, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, when you get on a... Seven foot, seven feet of broom handle. And I like broom handle for one reason. If I drop it, it bobs. Yeah. But, uh, man, that joker... I don't even know how to explain it. It looked like it, I was standing up. It looked like I was doing the worm trying to hang on to that thing. Just... <laughs> and the daggum electric chair. <laughs> we got to get a dang... Uh, we got to do some frog gigging this summer. Man, I want to find some... Play well, I feel like a lot of places we duck hunt, we can frog, <laughs> we could frog, frog gig. gig. Yeah. yeah. Probably one and the same. I gotta go back to old my old trusty wood duck hole this year. I ain't done it yet. I'm surprised I ain't. I just gotta go back there and hunt it for old time's sake at least. It didn't get hunted but once last year, did it? No, I hunted a couple. I hunted a few times. Did you? Year. Yeah. Y'all hunted open a weekend out of my John boat. And that hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was when your boat was broke down before Briar had a boat. Yeah. That's just old trusty hole though, man. I mean sometimes you end up with way too many bass fishermen in there. Sometimes, sometimes the ducks just fly in great. You never know. That 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 spot's kinda hit or miss. But when it's on, it's on. But when it's off. There's bass fishermen everywhere. Yeah. When it's on, there's bass fishermen everywhere. That's the uh, thing. There's a lot of spots, man. Tell somebody the other day, I gotta get out in the afternoons and just start exploring. There's a lot of, a lot of spots I could go hit that I just. I'd really like to find a good afternoon hole. That's hard. Yeah, cause you gotta catch them coming from wherever they were to the roost. Without being and on the roost. I would say if you're too close to your roots, it's going to be after shooting hours. Yeah. You almost got to be where they want to be all day. To get that afternoon hole. And we've had some decent success at the plan B hole in the afternoon. But that's a hit or miss spot. <clears throat> whether they come before shooting hours or not. Yeah. Because that night we went live... You know, we cut the video at sunset. We got out of our spots. We went and picked up the deeks and started walking back. And there went the ducks everywhere. Going back to wherever they roost at. Yeah. I think I know where they're coming from, but it's Lake County property. and You'd never be able to get permission to go over there. That's tough. But although we are working on a hog hunt on county property. We'll work on it. Working on it. Legally. Yeah. Working on legally hunting some hogs on county property. We're working on getting the Under Pressure Outdoors Hunt Club together. Yeah. In Georgia. So that we can take people up there to shoot some deer 
enjoy the camp environment, which to me was always something that was that was big to me about. Oh, see, I think deer hunting. I enjoy just getting away for that. If I don't shoot anything, I just enjoy the camp environment. Yeah. And uh, I hope we can we can nail that down. Hope we can nail down that piece right across the road. But we might be able to nail something down in Alabama. Alabama's uh, license might be a little bit cheaper. It's actually the same. Is it? But the place we might be able to get in Alabama is going to be a little bit more property than we're looking to lease. But for a price that uh, when I talked to the man today, he's like, well, it's expensive. And I said, what's expensive? He said, well, you're probably looking at uh, 12 50 to $14 an acre. I said, Pah! call it expensive then because I'll be there. Twelve fifty, yeah, that is. Uh, but I mean, one who, side is of it the somebody four, that one, both of us know or no one side of the 400 acres the property line is the shoreline of Lake Eufaula Ooh, it's oh, oh, yeah. yeah see how did you get in contact with this guy is it military or no 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 we'll talk about it offline okay yeah but I had brought up to him about looking for a piece, and he said, "Is you you not you set on being in Georgia? Are you all right? Would you do Alabama?" I said, well, "Absolutely, I do Alabama." I said, "I just don't want to drive, you know, seven hours, eight hours to get to where I'm going in Alabama." He said, uh, five and a half." I said, "I'm in." Yeah. I said, "If you can keep me inside of seven hours, I'm there." You know, I'll do six and a half. Yeah. But five and a half hours. And the one thing I, the one thing I dislike, is also something I like about Alabama is that their season opens so late. Because then bow season ain't so stinking hot. Yeah. Well, their rut is in like March, January. Yeah, it's, it's late as crap. Yeah. So their deer season opens late, but it also closes very late. So when everybody else is done deer hunting, we're getting our, we're getting our own. Yeah. Which will be fun. Plus, shoot, I mean, if I end up in the panhandle, puts me even closer to the deer camp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Dang cow talking back there. And humatillons? No, it was a cow. Humatillons? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of exciting things to come. And I'm I'm really hoping that next year is going to provide us with a lot of opportunities to get a lot of new people out yeah into the outdoors you know i really wish today i was like <sighs> i really wish i just had a fat stack of stickers when i was talking like that i was like i could have been like you know what man let me grab you a sticker real quick yeah i was like son of a gun oh by the way stickers stickers are coming that's gonna be a thing those are too cheap to pass up yeah You I buy do. A hat, I'll give I you didn't a think of it. I didn't think of it till afterwards. But I do have that box of koozies. I was like, son of a gun, I gotta give him a koozie. Yeah. 
But I forgot they were in my truck. Hang on to them. They'll become vintage. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a new koozie design whenever I can nail that down for a better koozie. Yeah. Whether if I can nail it down for the right price. We want some. We want to get some under pressure outdoor swag out there because that's how you know we're getting the word passed around. Our listenership has exploded exponentially, and it's awesome because we're sharing the good word about getting outdoors. Yeah. And I I want to continue to grow like that. You know, uh, I never would have thought uh, a year ago when I started this that I would have somebody saying hey I want to fly you to California let's record a podcast yeah but I've got that now we've, we've got that and it's super exciting to be able to do that type yeah. of stuff to connect kinda, with those people it's kind of funny for me because it was like I said guys that were going to text I said do you guys mind if I film this or whatever they're like I said, film it, and I want to do some podcasts. And they're like, you're telling you want us? I said, we're going to get famous? I'm like, shit. Famous. <laughs> you might have some people listen to you. I don't know as far as famous, but... Maybe one day we'll get to that point. I don't know that I ever want to be famous, but... I wouldn't mind being known in the hunting community. Yeah, I don't know that I ever want to be famous enough that you recognize my face. Yeah. But I want to be known for something. You know. I want to be known for doing something. Accomplishment. For making a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're out here to do. There isn't anybody out there whose main focus in their, for lack of better words, business model is based on okay. getting people, you know, recruiting that next generation into the outdoors. And we've hit a generation of social media. And without somebody being present on social media, to accomplish that task. I've been slacking on Instagram too. Uh, it's just not gonna happen. And the further along we go in the society, the more it's gonna be social media based and there has to be something in that social media to make people from the plugged in world unplug for a few days. Yeah. And experience something. You know, I. I don't think a lot of people rec realize until they unplug how much unplugging can gen can genuinely do for you. And that's one thing I try to do on a daily basis. You know, I do it for my family. I get home and from work, I go plug my phone into the charger and I leave it there. Uh, and my phone goes into do not disturb mode at 8 o'clock so if you got to get a hold of me after 8 o'clock you're pretty much SOL call him twice 
<laughs> he called me twice. But, and by the way, if you guys are on our Facebook page and you hit that WhatsApp button, you're talking to me. You're messaging WhatsApp. Yeah, say if you message us on Facebook, you're liable to get me, and that's better than getting a hold of William. But <laughs> well, the worst part is if you message on Facebook, you might <laughs> get Briar. <laughs> no, you won't get Briar. Briar doesn't bother. Briar will text one of us. Hey, somebody messaged the page. Uh, but you know, WhatsApp is just going to be me. Facebook is going to be me or Jordan, or possibly both of us at the same time. Instagram is most likely going to be me. Instagram will most likely be you. I'm not an Instagram guy. I can't figure it out. I never spent enough time on it to do anything with it. I tried to post some stuff at the beginning, and it kind of, you know, just a cross post to Facebook, and I, I'd never. A lot of my posts are fairly delayed, but I, should, I could just get so busy with work, and then I find a gap in work. I'm like, all right, let me go ahead and post a couple things. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to work on some more visual content we're going to work on the quality of our audio content uh so we'll see it's going to be fun shoot you'll see the you should see some improvements in probably video content and audio content the next time you pick up a fresh brand new podcast the yeah. video content you'll catch before that on the page video in a live from, hunt that'll come from texas but we had the next live event. It'll probably be out of Texas with you. Live in Texas. Uh, I'll be running three GoPros and a regular camera. That'll be fun. You going to put GoPros just on, on different shotguns? Possibly. Um, if the guide allows it. I have a mount to put a GoPro on a dog. Okay. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool perspective. So, I would like to put one on the... Because those are big birds. Those cranes are massive. Listen, your shotgun really, case needs to go to Texas lined with koozies. Yeah. That's where all them koozies need to go is everybody you meet in Texas, hand them out. Yeah. I better jump on our podcast analytics and see a spike in Texas by the time you get back. Yeah. I'll just hand them out at the airport and everything. Hey, you want a koozie? Hey, you want <laughs> Hand them out to homeless people. You, I, you're I'm drinking handy. beer? Have a koozie. Yeah. <laughs> you got Facebook? No. Mm -mm. No, can't have it. No, you don't have Facebook. Sorry. But you'll get, after the first year, you're going to get more ways to interact with us and each other as as uh, fans of the podcast. And I'm excited for that one. Listen, I am just... I got to say it, the logo. That is the, like, most exciting thing that I'm ready to drop in the new year. It's killing you, <laughs> I know. <laughs> the, old, the old antlers and microphone, I'm going to say it right now, are about to go the wayside. So if you have the antlers and microphone gear that you've got from us, you've got to you, you've got to preserve it, frame it, something because it's going to become vintage. Yeah. All right. That was the original Under Pressure Outdoors logo, and I'm going to save it. I might do a throwback, a couple throwback stuff when we get that far along. You know, we'll do a throwback of the old logo. Yeah. All right. 
I'm excited. I, uh... I'm the one that real pushed real hard for the new logo. And I'm, yeah. And I'll tell you, every person that I have shown in person, I've said, check this out. This is going to be our new logo. They said, wow, that looks really good. Yeah. I'm excited so. for it. I like it. I like it. I'm thinking about painting it on the front of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Just right across the front. You think we could get like a uh, a bat signal where you could shine it up into the clouds? I don't see why not. I mean, who do we summon with that though? Matt? Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you know what? We because, have to. We got to. We got to tape it onto the front of a spotlight. Oh, okay. so really? All it needs a bunch of spotlights. So when Briar gets lost, <laughs> yeah. we can shoot it up at the clouds, and he can come find us. Yeah. <laughs> all right, dude. I really thought I was gonna lose him today. Because we were driving some hairy stuff, and I knew I was going to have to stay throttle pinned. And every time I looked back, he was right there behind me. And I was like, it's all right. He get there. I told you. You just got to give him time to really learn to drive that mud boat. He'll be right behind you. Briar's actually driving it today. You got to be careful, though, because he doesn't have that floating handle like you do. So when he hits a log and it takes it, it takes it right out of his hand. Yeah. I know, I drove it a little bit today, and I said, I don't care for this, I don't care for this non-floating handle. Yeah. And I noticed that he doesn't have quite the the turning radius that I do in his motor. Is it his motor, or is it his boat? It's his motor. Is it? Yeah. The stops hit. I can take my, I could take my prop, I could take my handle and put it literally from corner to corner on my boat. And him, hey, I mean, there's like little st stops. They're just two little, like, studs that stick up. So I've got, so here, here's our million-dollar idea. We don't, we don't design snake-proof waders. We redesign the mud motor. I think it works pretty well. I mean. I, it, it is, but there's a lot of advantages to what Briar has. And there's also a lot of advantages to what you have. And if you could find a happy medium without all the weight. Well, maybe we could talk to the man himself next week. We could. That's <laughs> a possibility. Or not next week or whenever we talk to him. I don't whenever know. we can get him get over there, get the time to get to his house. Yeah. I figure that's where we'll do that. Yeah, he just got himself a new concrete slab, too. So. Go up there and do it at the shop. Yeah. We've got cell phone signal. I might have to do that one live broadcast. Oh, I'm sure he's got... I'm sure there's cell phone signal up there. Do a live broadcast. Yeah. Of the podcast. Be cool. It would be. His bathroom ain't really got any AC, so if it's really hot outside, you just... Whew. Yeah. It's a real nice bathroom, though. Just no air conditioner. Yeah. I think it's even got a shower in it. Well, let's go ahead and draw this down. If I had a tip of the week for you this week, it is... Uh, don't steal mine. Oh, I, I don't know what yours is. I'm going to say this. Make sure that you have liked the Facebook page, you're subscribed to the podcast, 
you're follow us on Instagram. Make sure do you don't just like the Facebook page, but you follow the Facebook page so that you get those updates when we do go live from the duck blind and stuff like that. We have a YouTube channel. If you want to subscribe to it, there is nothing on it. But I think next year I'm going to start posting audio-only videos of our podcast so we can generate some content um, in addition to videos on there. So if you like, you know, if you, you got a computer at work and that's how you, you pick up podcasts, you listen to them on your computer via YouTube, they're probably going to be there next year. So um, we'll see. But make sure you're following us everywhere you can because there's going to be some really cool stuff happening the beginning of 2021 and throughout next year. We're going to be moving around. We're going to be hunting in a few different states. We're going to be chasing, probably chasing some game we've never chased before. So it's going to be a good one. And I would say make sure uh, that uh, just make sure you're subscribed so that you guys can, can catch up on that podcast and you can stay current with our podcast all the time Jordan what do you got always 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 bring a spare plug Briar said that before yeah, but today I'm a witness to needing a spare plug. All right, I just shove a shotgun shell in my spare in my plug hole to try and keep it, just to slow it down. I shoved a shotgun shell and two wads in there to slow it down. I just want you to know if we end up hunting that spot and it becomes, excuse me, it becomes a successful spot. We're naming it the plug hole. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us your story about that real quick. Your your. I don't know. We were just out running, and we had run one spot, and I told Briar, "Say, you know, let's pick up, pull out of here, go get some more guys, go to this other hole, right?" So we ran to this other hole. Not we had ran through some nasty stuff before, but this other place was just a stump field. We run through this stump field and. A couple birds picked up. I really hate picking up birds, but it was middle of the day, you know. I'm just trying to find places, find food. And uh, we had stopped because I just wanted to kind of sit for a little bit. Chilling in my boat. I look back, and I'm like, man, it kind of looks like the water because I can see where the plug hole comes into my boat. I can see it. Well, you, okay, so you have a hunt deck that's yeah. attached to the back of the boat. Yeah, and the hunt deck has like a piece of tube that comes through it. Yeah. And there's an open spot in the subfloor in my boat. And I'm thinking, man, that just really kind of looks like water's coming into there. I'm watching it, watching it, watching it, and I'm like, man, that's got to be water coming in. That's weird. That's got to be water coming in. And so I reach, I lean, I get up out of my seat and I lean back and my finger goes completely inside the plug hole. And I said, shit. <laughs> I don't have a plug. So I told Briar, I said, we gotta go. And I just, dude, I dusted Briar. I blew no wake zones. 
Because I knew if I slowed down, I was going to start letting water back into the boat. Yeah. I blew no wake zones. I got all the way back to the ramp, and I kind of came a long ways with the shore along the ramp. I shut the motor off, trimmed it up, and got the boat and picked the back of the boat up and set it on shore so that I could go get the trailer and the boat wouldn't continue to take on water. Continue to sink at the boat yeah. ramp. Yeah. Well. But those it, shot, that shotgun shell and those two, blood, those two plugs saved my life, I can tell you that. Saved your boat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they slowed it down enough. Got me out. But I, I tell you this, man. I, we really appreciate you, appreciate you guys. It's been a fun ride this last year, and we are super excited to see what next year has in store for us. And uh, you guys, make sure you, if you're following us on Apple Podcasts, that you give us a review because that helps us get further up in. The metric there when people are looking for this information uh, and this type of podcast that's how they're going to find us um, so subscribe listen review write a review follow if you us write on a spotify. review you can follow people on spotify can follow you? us on yeah follow yeah. us on spotify find us anywhere you can get podcasts you can find us just about so but if you can leave a review leave a review if you can follow follow do what you got to do find us on facebook find us on instagram uh it's going to be something else this this year's been a lot of fun and i've really enjoyed doing it it's a, a labor of love because i really love the outdoors and i love getting new people into the outdoors um so all i got to say we will catch you guys next year 2021 2021 that'll be the next new episode of the under pressure outdoors podcast till then we'll see you have a merry a very very merry christmas and a happy new year and jesus is the reason for the season amen